Untitled Podcast is a part of the Kansas Google Education Group Network and also the Mace Kansas Network. You can find more information about episodes and guests at www.untitledpc.net. Welcome to Untitled Podcast. My name is Travis True. And I'm Carol Nelson. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the podcast. I'm Travis True. And I'm Carol Nelson. We're coming to you in the March, so that means we got some March updates uh, for you. Uh, We have just a few updates from March, but they are some pretty big ones. Um, We're going to start with a Google Classroom update that I know a lot of people have been looking forward to, and it just got released just a couple weeks ago, so you may have access to it, you may not yet, but that is um, now in Classroom, you can assign, or sorry, you can schedule um, one assignment to go across multiple classrooms. So you can set up one assignment and then push that out to multiple classrooms on a schedule, which before you could always push it out, but you had to post it right away but now you can schedule that. Um, So when you create that assignment, uh, you will select the classes that you want it to go to, and then you go up to where you would, um, the post button, and you click on that little arrow next to the post button, and you hit schedule, and then you'll get another window that pops up that allows you to um, set the schedule for each class. Now, the real cool thing is, is you do have the option to set the schedule for one class. And if it's going to be the same, like the same time and the same due date, you there's a copy button where it just copies down all of those settings. So you don't have to manually change that for every class. That's if you want it, if you want the same release schedule and the same due date for each class. If you've got different um scheduling you know release dates then you do have to do those manually but um but now you can schedule that assignment um, across classrooms instead of posting it immediately and so i know this was a this was a setting that a lot of the teachers i work with were really anxious to get um, especially at the middle and high schools where they do have multiple classrooms for their class, but they um, will have the same assignments. And so um, they were pretty excited when they found out that we had it on our domain. So um, you can check that out if you don't have it yet. You just may need to wait um, a little bit, but you'll get it eventually. That's a great change. It's going to be a time saver. Another fun change now. I don't know about you, but I've done this um, where I've had a Google form. I've gotten the data back and I want to put that into a presentation or something. And all the options were 
basically to copy and paste that into your presentation, a lot of back and forth. And now there's been an update to embed linked Google form charts into Google Docs, slides, and drawings. So another big time saver for us that it makes it easy to put those that data that we're getting from those forms back into other documentation that we might want to be providing around those. So this was a setting that's always been around in sheets for charts. You could always copy those live charts from sheets over into docs. Um, but now this is really, this is really cool that you can do it from forms now, because like you said, you just have that little copy button and you get all that live data continues to update your charts. So as you open up that Google doc, um, you'll see live data. And so you don't have to go back and copy a fresh new chart <laughs> and make sure you got the right, the right chart, the right spot. So that is a really good, um, a really good update. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Google Sheets. So this next change um, goes with Google Sheets. You know, if if five million cells was not enough for you, <laughs> I really want to know who that wasn't enough for. <laughs> but they have now changed it to 10 million cells. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, of all the spreadsheets that I've worked ever worked with. I don't think I've ever gotten close to five million cells. That's um that's a lot. So that yeah, is a lot. <laughs> so hopefully, if you're one of those that hits that barrier frequently on Google Sheets, you know, more power to you. That's a lot of data you're looking at. But um, now you can double that data, I guess. And that's right. Have no 10, fear. Your yeah, cell with, limit is expanded. <laughs> work with 10 million cells now. <laughs> the other update I have for you is um, an email drafts idea in Google Docs. And I thought this was really interesting when I saw this update, um, making it easy to collaborate in email drafts in Docs. And it kind of connects back to an update um, that we shared how oh, maybe either last week or the week before with using the at sign as well. So it's um, you can mention people in the receipt fields using the at um, and you can just draft that email in Google Docs. I haven't played with this, but I'm super excited because what was it, Travis? They had like um, canned responses for a while or something like that. And didn't that go away? Yeah. So this is part of um, uh, in Google Docs under insert, you may see a section called building blocks. So this is kind of part of that. And so we don't have access to the email draft templates yet, but we do have access to under building blocks. So it's under the insert menu. So you click on insert at the top and building blocks is kind of in the middle of that uh, drop down menu. But what we have access to is something called meeting notes mm -hmm. and um, email drafts will be in the same place. Um, but what, um, what's cool about the, the email draft template, like, like you said, is you can set it up and it actually looks like an email with all, with the two box, the blind carbon box, the carbon copy box, the subject line, mm -hmm. and you can, um, collaborate with multiple users 
um, on that doc and people can type in and then you can send the email right from that document. Mm -hmm. You don't have to copy and paste it into into uh, Gmail because it that it does it for you basically. Yeah. When you want to go send it, it just opens up Gmail, um, generates that message, and copies it right in, and all the information. So that's really cool. The meeting notes feature under building blocks is cool too because what that does is when you when you turn that on, you get a drop down on your Google Doc where it has a list of your um, Google Calendar meetings and invites. And so you pick that meeting and then it'll put the on the document, it puts the title of the meeting, who was invited, the date and the time. It puts, um, and then it has two different sections, a section for notes and then a action items section with checkboxes. So it automatically formats that and and that's really nice um, that it, with one click you get all that information and it's formatted into a into a document where you can keep notes and then you can also make a list of those different action items and and use those smart clips like you mentioned with the at sign to assign people different tasks and so Docs is getting really pretty smart they're putting a lot of um, a lot of resources into docs mm -hmm. to make it a little bit more um, smarter where, well, I, well, I guess I should say the um, um, collaboration is getting smarter, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's the point. And I, you know, I mentioned canned, re canned responses. It used to be in Gmail and that's what it made me think of. This might be kind of, I used to use that all the time. I would create, you know, this email that I would send out multiple times or, you know, variations of that. This might be kind of a good replacement for that because I think that canned responses went away. At least I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, so. I haven't seen it. That's one that, like you said, like like you, I used to use it. Mm -hmm. And then kind of, I think, like kind of during COVID, kind of quit using it and and just never came back to it. So I'd have to research to see if it's still there. Yeah. Well, I wonder too with this, um, if it would be a good way for kiddos to practice emails without mm. really, you know, being in Gmail, without actually even sending something, it'd be a neat way to kind of practice. I know that was something my teachers asked for at one point was how can we, you know, practice that? Um, capitalization, all those pieces that we want to see, you know, the two and yeah, the, the greeting, the greeting yeah. and the closing in the body and yeah. just writing that good email. Yeah. I think that's an excellent idea and not something I hadn't thought about. So yeah, that's a great classroom uh, use for that uh, feature. Okay. The last update that we have for you um, is a, a Google Chat update. So Google Chat took uh, took the place of Google Hangouts, and Chat is kind of embedded into um, Gmail. So um, it lives over there on the side on the left side, and you can have um, individual chats. You can set up rooms for multiple people to have. Uh, they're called spaces. And um, you can do a lot of different things in chat, but chat took the place of Hangouts. And so now, as of our recording date, two days ago, actually, 
Hangouts is going away. It's done. So the the deadline to use classic Hangouts is now done. Um, you can go if you go to Hangouts.google.com, you'll be forced into Google Chat. So if you were still using Hangouts, you're not using Hangouts anymore. <laughs> You are using chat now. So, and chat's got some really, if you've ever used Slack, which is mm -hmm. um, a messaging tool, a lot of companies use it over mm -hmm. email. It, it works a lot like Slack does, where you can easily attach things. You can create meeting, you know, uh, meet links and different tag people in different messages. Um, it's, it's really a robust uh, messaging feature and on the phone uh, you don't have to have a separate app for chat on the phone it's all built into the gmail app now uh, which i like so um so gmail on my phone when i get a chat message it's just right there in in the gmail app and i don't have a another app that i need to update or worry about trying to find so and so it pops up nicely and in Gmail on the on your computer as well, those chats. And yeah. All right. So yeah, if you're still hanging on to Hangouts, you're not um, anymore. You're out of luck. <laughs> you're you're using chats now. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of that, a lot of your chats from Hangouts should have migrated over. I know mine did. And uh, a lot of the groups became, you know, they're called spaces now. Those hangout groups are out spaces. So, so I think that's it for our updates. Do we have any anything else to share for March? I think that's all of them. But we do have links to all of our things that we've talked about today to get more information. We'll have those in the show notes. Always like to remind everybody of that. Yep. So check out the show notes. Check out the website at untitledpc.net. Um, and um, so, yeah, till next time, that's all we got for you today. So have a good evening. Bye. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. I'm Carol Nelson. I'm Travis True. Glad to have you along for this episode where we're going to look at April updates. Travis, one exciting 100th celebration. I can't even imagine 100 updates, but this one had some goodies in it. Yeah, the, the version 100 of Chrome OS. It's kind of hard to believe that they've They've um, updated it a hundred times, or at least a hundred different versions. Um, there's some, there is some good stuff in the version 100, but the one that I am really interested in, or that there's actually two that I'm interested in, is um, the voice dictation. So you can actually make edits in voice dictation now when you use that tool in in Chrome OS, so you can uh, tell it to backspace and, and delete, which is kind of cool. But the other one that caught my eye with this update is using the camera tool in um, built into the Chromebook, you can now create GIFs and your students can create GIFs. And 
playing around with it, you have um, you're really limited to like five second gifs, not very long, but they can create those, and it saves it um, right to their Chromebook, or they can choose to save it to their drive. But that's using the built-in the built-in camera tool, and and um, which I thought that was pretty cool. I like that too. Seems like they keep in improving what the camera feature can do within the Chromebooks. Yeah, it wasn't, it was just a couple updates ago that um, they released where you could do screen screen um, recordings with the built-in camera. And so that's, they're spending a lot of time, it seems like with the, with the camera. And um, so I was, I was kind of excited to see how, how the GIFs work. And um, I think, um, you know, I think a lot of teachers, you need to check that out and see. And I think your students will have fun with that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So another friendly thing with book pa booking pages with with appointment scheduling. That's a mouthful. Yeah. I'm not sure I like this update. <laughs> so create externally friendly book booking pages with appointment scheduling in Google Calendar. Tell me more. Yeah, that's... Um... That's a mouthful. Um, so in Google Calendar, um, if you wanted to, they've always had appointment slots in Google Calendar, so you could always set up appointment slots and um, have, send that website out and people can choose a time. So we always did it, or we've done it the last couple of years with parent-teacher conferences, uh, appointment slots. So this is, um, it's a version of appointment slots that just looks a lot better, has a little bit more functionality. Um, you may be familiar with a, a web tool called Calendly. Um, so it kind of has that kind of feel to it and you can add some customization to it. And, but the thing is, so when we got it turned on for our domain, our district domain, um, the support page in Google says that you won't have to do anything. It'll be turned on automatically. But for us, we had to go into our calendar settings. And then the general settings for our calendar, you'll see appointment scheduling on the left-hand side. And we actually had to go turn that on for us. Mm -hmm. So um, you may not see it, but it, check your settings in your calendar. And you can turn that on. And the other thing that playing around with it, um, I'll give you a tip is that it doesn't work in month view. You have to be in at least week day view or week view of your calendar in order to get the uh, appointment scheduling option. So you've got, you still have appointment slots option, but then you can also do the, the appointment scheduling. Which a lot of people did use calendar or something else to get the features and now you don't have to use those outside as much. Right. And that, and that does a great job of blocking off. If you've already got things, uh, meetings or events on your calendar, it does a good thing. It does a good job of blocking those off. And um, it just looks a lot nicer than appointment mm -hmm. slots. I really liked appointment slots. Um, I used it quite a bit for people to make appointments with me. Um, but this, I have a, I'll probably use this a little bit more. Just like I said, it just looks a lot a lot um, cleaner, a lot more sharp, and kind of goes along with the whole overall theme that Google's trying to trying to push out to all their tools. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> so this next one that we're going to talk about is with Google Meet and that the video chats can now be directly available in Docs. So that sounds like a time saver. Yeah, so this one, I don't have any access to it yet. I haven't seen it yet, but according to the article and the update, um, there will be an icon up kind of by the share button that you can start a Google Meet session right in your Google Doc and invite participants to collaborate on the Google Doc and have a Meet session in the same environment at the same time. Oh, wow. So less flipping back and forth. Between... Less flipping back and forth, less, you know, you're in a Google Meet and you're doing a screen share. Um, you can just be right in the document and also have um, your collabor some of your collaborators right there in a Google Meet session in the document um, at the same time. So, um, and this is supposed to be, let me double check here. This is, let's see, this is supposed to be available for all workspace editions. So including the free edition too. Um, so it just start, it just started rolling out just a few days ago, um, maybe last week. So at the time of this recording, so it may take a while to get to you. Usually like for, for us, it, we usually get it two or three weeks after they started rolling out. So maybe, maybe by the middle of um, the middle of May, end of end of school, just in time for the end of school. <laughs> get a little practice over spring break with it yeah. or not spring break, yeah, summer, summer break. Summer, <laughs> yeah. And then the other update they had for Google Meet is you can start uh, brand new Meet sessions using the shortcut meet.new just like you can with docs.new and forms.new and sheets.new you can now type in the omnibar the address bar meet.new and it'll just start up a brand new meet session and then you can invite people i there. really like those shortcuts however yeah. i am still holding out for drawing.new <laughs> yes that's i think that may be the only one that they don't have a have a shortcut for not yet. So this is a fun one. This is maybe my favorite of all these, just because I'm a sucker for an emoji and what fun they can be. So new emoji reactions in Google Docs on the web. And we were playing with this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So on my trainer domain, I got access to it. So when you select any text on a document on the right side of the document, there's a bubble that pops up and you've always been able to recently um, add a comment. There's an add comment button or suggested edits button that goes right there, kind of on the right margin of the document. When you get access to the emoji, you're going to see a third uh, icon right in the middle. And that is an add a emoji reaction. So you can highlight something on your document click on the emoji icon and you're going to get a full library of emojis that you can add in so you could add in a thumbs up or a thumbs down a happy face whatever emoji you want and that can be basically you're commenting with an emoji is basically what it is and uh, 
once you leave that emoji reaction, people can also respond with an emoji. So it's just kind of fun. Um, it's a fun way to give feedback to students or students can give feedback to um, peers that way also um, instead of they can also they can still leave comment regular comment feedback but the emoji um, reaction is kind of fun and from everything that I've read or have seen uh, this is a setting that uh, can't be turned off you're gonna have access to it and then you should just have immediate access to it when it becomes available on your domain. Yeah, it's a fun one. <laughs> Another go play later on. Yeah. <laughs> so this last update that we found is about assistive writing and that there's some suggestions in Google Docs that are coming. So they've done a lot. Google has done a lot with the suggestive edits, um, kind of like on your phone. As you type, it will try to suggest um what you're you know trying to write and suggest words or phrases for you but they're updating this with different things so you're going to see more word choices you're going to see some active voice choice rather than passive voice you're going to see um, more inclusive words and phrases and you're all, you also may see warnings um that it may give you that you're using potentially inappropriate words not quite sure what potentially inappropriate words <laughs> means at this point, um, but you may see that, and um, that's just those are those are changes that are just going to be rolled out, um, and and you'll just see them pop up um, as you as you work in Google Docs. So, um, so they're making they're making that the suggestive edits more robust as we move forward too. I think I, I have always appreciated this about Google, but they do continue to try and make improvements and they do listen to yeah. the feedback the teachers give. I really like the suggestive edits in Gmail. I use I use that quite a bit because the suggestive edits just make it make my email sound a lot better than <laughs> what I would probably normally type. And now you'll be warned if you're using language that you shouldn't. I know, right? And that's even better. That's even better to warn me that I, maybe I shouldn't use that word in that in that document or that email. So, all right. Well, um, so we are at the end of April already. Can you believe that? It's it's kind of crazy how um, this year's gone by, and we've got everybody has roughly you know a month left of school roughly um, so um, so that's all the updates we have for April and we'll probably have one more episode of May updates before summer break so be on the lookout for that but um, thanks everyone for listening to this episode and we'll see you next time see you next time